You make God a liar when you reject what he said about his son. That is the message that I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. A very important message when you think about uh, the Son of God and what is declared in the Scriptures regarding him. It's a very simple uh, thing to understand uh, this gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's very serious. You know, what will you do with the Son? That is the question. And uh, so let's dig into the Word of God. We're looking at 1 John chapter 5. going to look at verses 9 through 13. It says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So, what powerful words that were spoken here, and those words were spoken by the Apostle John, who walked side by side with the Lord Jesus Christ when he was in this world. So he, he makes it clear right here, ladies and gentlemen, that when you do not believe the record or the testimony, what God said regarding his son, you make him a liar. So I want you to think about that for a few seconds here. When you think about all the religious systems in the world, when you think of the people of Judaism, where they do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. At one point, they uh, made that very clear. He said, you make, in fact, I'll quote that verse later, you make uh, God to be your father. Therefore, you're making, him, making yourself equal with God. So they do not believe that uh, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Obviously, the Son of God is also the Messiah. It's Christ. So Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. So they, they reject that. So the people of Islam, the same thing. They do not even believe that God has a son. And then we have all other cults out there that, re, uh, that believe different things regarding the Son, but they don't believe in the deity of Christ. Uh, people like uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and many other cults out there, uh, folks. So you, you need to be aware of these things. Then you have the Hindus and you have the Buddhists. All of these uh, people, they, they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They don't believe that he is the only way of heaven, the only way to receive everlasting life. So this is what I want to make clear to you in this message. So when you reject the counsel of God, when you refuse to believe these things, that Jesus Christ is in fact the Son of God, then you're, you got a problem. Uh, not only do you make God a liar, you, you do not have eternal life. Now think about that. So 
When you think about the people of Judaism who reject Christ, they reject him as being the son of God, how can they have eternal life when God says they don't? You see? So what could be more serious than that when you think about it? You know, each and every day, folks, none of us are promised tomorrow. We don't know when we're going to die. So when you think about the people of all the groups that I mentioned, what happens when they die without Christ? They die in their sins. We're talking about it in eternity in hell, folks. So, you know, you're probably not going to hear this in your local church, but this is the word of God uh, I'm quoting to you here today, uh, folks. Very important uh, that you know that. So the, the, the Bible makes it clear that the witness of God, folks, is greater. You know, it talks about the witness of men, but the witness of God is greater. Why? Because he is God. You know, let, let God be true and every man a liar. So God is God. He, he, it's impossible for him to lie. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 to 19. Wearing God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. So, you know, folks, God cannot lie. You know, when he makes a promise, you, you, can, you can rest assured that it is going to come to pass. He's not as a man who can break the promise. If God makes a promise, folks, he's going to keep it. He made an oath. He made a promise. So uh, that word immutability, it's talking about the state or condition of being unchangeable. Hallelujah. So God said it, folks. He's going to do it. Okay. He promises you these things. He will not change. Hebrews 13 and 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So uh, to the Christian today, be encouraged. You know, when you're having a rough day, when you're going through certain things, you wonder if you're going to make it. Be encouraged. You have a promise. You have a hope. God made it clear, folks. When people come against you, come against your faith, you, keep in mind that God made you a promise. He's going to keep that promise, folks. His witness, the witness of God is greater than the witness of any man you know in this world. John chapter 12, verse 47 to 50. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Hallelujah. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Hallelujah. So that's good, folks. So, so hear the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying, look, if you hear my words, you don't believe them. I'm not going to judge you. He came into the world to save us, folks. So listen to this. I won't judge you. I came, I came to save you. 
But he says here, he that rejects me and doesn't receive, receives not my words, has one that judges him. Listen to this. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. When you die, folks, you die. First of all, you, you, you die, you, you'll end up in hell. That's, that's the truth. You'll end up in hell. And, but on judgment day, the last day, that's judgment day, you know, death and hell, you're going to give up the dead. And you're going to stand before God, and the very words that are found within the Scriptures are going to judge you one day. Perhaps you read the Bible, or somebody read the Word of God to you, or somebody witnessed to you, you heard a street preacher, and inside your heart, and saying, get away from me with this stuff, I want to hear this. You live your life for yourself. So, so this is what this is talking about here, powerful. Look at John three sixteen to 18, very famous passage of Scripture spoken by Christ himself. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but of everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, you know, think about this, folks. The, the, the love of God was so intense toward the people of the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Think about this. So, so folks, no matter who you are, you, you, you need to know you're a sinner. You fall short of the glory of God. But you also need to know that God's love toward you was so great that he sent his son, and his son died for you, okay? So he came into the world. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, meaning the son, Jesus Christ, might be saved. So if you believe in him, you're not condemned. But listen to this, if you believe not, you are condemned already. You're already condemned. Why? Because you have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, so the scriptures make it clear, folks, that Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the only way out of uh, being judged and eternally damned forever. So, so to reject this offer of everlasting life is so serious. And hear me, the majority of people in the world do just that. And this has been going on since the time of Christ, folks, when, when his gospel was going forth, the majority of people. So, so you might be an atheist today listening to this and saying, I heard all of this stuff already. Come on, stop it. All right, that's, that's okay. You're just one of billions, by the way, of who thought the same way, so you're not unique. All the arguments that you use, they've been used tons of times before. It means nothing because the word of God stands. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. Nothing is going to change it, you see? God cannot lie. So he offers each and every man and woman throughout the world, no matter where you live, what language you speak, what country you're from, what color your skin is, means nothing. But one thing you have in common with your fellow man is that you are a sinner and you fall short of the glory of God and you will not enter heaven in that condition, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God, folks. You can't. 
There's got to be something that takes place in your heart before you die. And that's what we're talking about here. So the, uh, the opportunity to receive everlasting life is being offered to you today once again. John chapter 3, verses 33 to 36, it says, He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So this is a, a common theme throughout the Gospels, ladies and gentlemen. You receive the Lord, you receive Christ, you believe his testimony, you believe in the Gospel, you will have everlasting life. But you reject it, you're condemned. And right here it tells us that the wrath of God abides upon you. So, you know, you may be bopping along today, you know, going about your everyday things, you're getting ready to order lunch, you know, perhaps you're at work, you can have a nice little uh, lunch and uh, maybe go outside if it's nice outside, take a little walk. That's good. Very nice. You know, God gives us all of these things. He provides for us. But hear me now. We're not promised another day. So if, if you've never been saved, if you've never been born again of the Spirit, uh, the wrath of God, believe it or not, is upon you. Not because I say so, but because the Word of God says so. Okay? So uh, those who received the testimony and believed the gospel, what you're doing, you're setting to his seal that God is true. God is true, folks. And that's exactly what's taking place there. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it says this, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Glory to God. So, how does God speak to people in this day it says he speaks through the son okay previously we, we we know that god spoke to his people through the prophets but in these last days think about this this was written gee uh, close to two thousand years ago even then it was called the last days how much more now so in these last days god speaks by the son and he's appointed him heir of all things hallelujah it says here when he had by himself purged our sins jesus did not have any help it was him alone that went to the cross ladies and gentlemen mother mary had nothing to do with it mother mary has nothing to do with the salvation of a soul you do not have to go through mary to get to jesus it's jesus alone folks he paid the price by himself. He purged our sins by himself. You don't have to worry about purgatory. When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you won't be going to purgatory. 
There is no such place. Stop buying those mass cards, donating money for mass cards for Uncle Charlie and Aunt Mary. The place does not exist. Christ purged our sins, and then he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 1 Verses 6 through 8, it says, And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Hallelujah. So the scriptures tell us that all the angels of God worship him, meaning Christ, Jesus, and includes Michael the Archangel for the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses who might be listening today from the Watchtower Society. Welcome. I'm glad you're here listening. That's a good thing. So listen carefully. So uh, Jesus was never Michael the Archangel. He didn't turn back into Michael the Archangel when he rose from the dead. Uh, Michael the Archangel is one of the angels who worship the eternal Son of God. Not only that, the Father calls the Son God. It says, But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Hallelujah. That's the truth that's being spoken here today. John chapter 5, verses 21 to 24. It says, For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So we, we, we learn here that the Father raises the dead and quickeneth them. That means makes them alive. And since the Son does the same thing, he makes alive whom he will. It says here that the Father judges no man, but the Father, listen, has committed all judgment to who? Unto the Son. It says here that Men should honor the Son the same way they honor the Father. And if you don't do that, it says if, if you honor not the Son, you're not honoring the Father. So, so the point I make here is, is God the Father sent the Son, and, and, and you must give him the same honor, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. So you remember the message we're talking about, uh, rejecting uh, the testimony, what, what God said about his son. So this is what we're dealing with here today. Everlasting life comes by faith in the son. The father raises the dead, so does the son. The father's committed all judgment unto the son. If you don't honor the son, you do not honor the father. John chapter 8, verses 42 to 44. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father... Ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father, the devil. 
and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Another passage you probably will never hear in your church. But here it is, folks, right, right in the word of God. Very important that we know these uh, verses. They're true. So here the Lord is speaking to his own Jewish people. And they're claiming God to be their father. But he says, listen, guys, if God were your father, you would love me. But they didn't love him. They rejected him. He says, you would love me. He says, for I proceeded forth and came from God. In other words, I didn't come here by myself. He sent me. So you're saying here that God's your father, but that can't be because if God were your father, you would love me. He sent me. So, wow, what powerful words. Then he goes on to tell them, he says, ye are of your father, the devil. What? <gasps> ye are of your father, the devil. Now, think about the day that we're living in, ladies and gentlemen, where, where all this talk of unity, we all believe in the same God. You know, different roads, it doesn't matter what road you take, they, they all end up in the same place in heaven, not according to Jesus Christ. It's not what he said. So, so you can either listen to your television host and, and listen to what they say, or the worldly conversation of the, of the world people, and listen to what they say. Or you can listen to what Jesus said. Listen to what God's word says. It is impossible for God to lie. So, so that's your choice. So, but, but here it is right here. The Lord was telling his own people that they were children of the devil by rejecting him. God sent his son to save them. But they said, no. We don't believe. No, we don't believe you're the Son of God. No, we don't believe you're the Messiah. Folks, there's one way, only one way. John chapter 5, verses 17 to 18. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, or up until now, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. So this is another powerful passage. Here the Lord is talking to his own people. And what does it say? It says, therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him. To what? To kill him. Wow. Why did they do that? They say he broke the Sabbath. And, and he claimed that God was his father, making himself equal with God. All Jesus was doing was telling the truth because God was his father and because he was equal with God. Wow. John 14 and 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you want to go where the Father is in heaven, you know the prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, and hallowed be thy name. So, so if you want to get there, you need to come through Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. You know, uh, it's very important you realize, folks, that God is not just some higher power. You just can't make him like... like uh, when you're a little kid, you're playing with little Play-Doh stuff and make, you know, you make God into anything you think he is. Well, 
you can try doing that, but but the but the word of God stands true. Okay? It says Father. He is Father, and that's the way it stands, folks. You can't tamper with the Word of God. Okay? Don't tamper with the Word of God, because then you're getting into heavy uh, duty, serious business, folks. Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father, not the higher power, not the mother, not this strange light somewhere. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins wow so god almighty folks has delivered us from the power of darkness that's demonic that's from the the kingdom of darkness the kingdom of the devil and he's translated us. He's transferred the believer into the kingdom of his dear son. That's good news. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You know, going to the movies, you know, I remember as a little kid, you'd pay for your ticket. And, um, you know, the booth would be outside. Then you'd walk into the lobby and there'd be a man there who would take your ticket to make sure you paid for it. He'd rip, rip off uh, the part, one part for you. He'd keep the other part. And uh, off into the movie theater, you would go. All right? So, you know, folks, what, what happened, you, you, you paid for that ticket, and then you redeemed the ticket at the, uh, at the door, and the man took it, and he let you in. All right? There was, that was the only way to get into the theater. All right? So... And other things I remember, you know, if you go to a ball game or something, you had to pay for your ticket and to be the man waiting. He would look at your ticket to make sure it's a, a valid ticket and he'd let you inside. You know, so this is what Jesus did, folks. We have redemption. You know, you redeem that ticket at the door and we have redemption because Christ paid the price for our redemption on the cross. It's paid for. You see? And we have entrance into, not a movie theater, we have entrance into his kingdom and ultimately heaven because of what Christ did for us. He paid the price. Amen? That's good news, folks. He paid the price. So that's something you, you need to understand. Don't forget the title of this message. It says, you make God a liar when you reject what he said about his son, you be blessed and have a great day.